Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Make taking fibre easier with better fibre 155 grams from Chemist Warehouse, now only $11.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy Kempe for Bricky, Monday, 7th of November. Ooh, what a weekend. What a weekend. I'm parked up in Kempe's bedroom. He's coming down Thursday. The big man <laughs> is coming to Auto Tai Crushes. Watch out. Watch out. Everyone, if you're up and about, let us know. Kempe, love to say good day. <laughs> you won't miss him. You won't miss him. He's coming down, and I can't wait to sip on a couple of cold ones and hit the cup day on Saturday with Kempe. Parked up in the car park there at Rickerton Park, and ooh, how good is it going to be? Anyway, what a weekend of sport. Hope you've had a great weekend. Double eight, double three, temper bedpost, text machine. Give us a message throughout the day because I'll say it every time. Would it be a show without your knowledge, your input? Or even better, Kennard's higher phone line, 0800-1508-11. Morena to you, Kempe. How are you doing, brother? Oh, that's a, a muddy boat. Awesome, bro. Yeah, no, nah, it's awesome weekend. I'm just, 
Everywhere you look, you turn the TV on and there's sport on. Just got the uh, the, fir- the New Zealand um, Rugby League girls up against the Cook Islanders at the moment. Uh, what's that? Liverpool's got Tottenham 1-0. Everywhere, everywhere you look over the weekend, we've got sport, mate. It's just so much happening. Um, and we've still got a, and we've still got a couple of weeks of it to run through, mate. With the you know, Obviously, our girls getting up on Saturday night. You know, the All Blacks and their big win against Wales. The Kiwis sneaking out of, getting out of jail yesterday. Oh. oh, how good. How good has the weekend been? It was so good, Kempi. It was so, so good, honestly. A big day of racing on Saturday and uh, didn't go too well for myself. But Trent, Trent, meow. the cat is back, eh? The cat is back, Zaki. Getting the job done on Saturday. One of my mates rang me up. He's like, I'm, I'm thinking Zaki, eh? And I was like, nah. Nah, no chance. That thing's a cat. No way. No way that'll win. Then he rang me straight away. And I, um, because I got dominated off the TV, because I'd been watching racing for seven hours straight. <laughs> Girls coming, turn this off. So I missed that last race. Turned it back on my phone. And Zaki was winning. I was like, no. Yeah. And won well. Zaki. One really well. Got the job done. And uh, Moanga, huge third. Oh, wasn't it? How good was that? Yeah. Mm. So, nah, it was a big weekend of, of sport, Kempi, and uh, we've got to react to it today. So we'll do our best job. We've got a big show for you this morning. We're going to head over to the UK, and like you said, and get a northern reaction to that dominant performance from the ABs crushing Wales 55-23. to 23. Lauren Jenkins is a presenter for S4C and BBC, and she'll join the show just after 7 o'clock. So looking forward to that, reacting to that performance. Clinical, lots to debate from that uh, that game Sunday morning. And, well, if you thought the Kiwis were going to be a breeze through the, uh, through the quarterfinal, then think again. It took 79 minutes to finally get over a spirited Fiji side. Richie Barnett will help us break it all down, and no doubt Kempi will have his thoughts throughout the show because after being down 12-0, I was thinking, oh, no, this can't be, this can't be. It was a rusty old performance there from uh, Madge McGuire's team. So uh, we'll react to that throughout the morning. Richie Barnett, 7.40-ish. And then after 8, the game of the weekend for me, Black Ferns beating the French 25-24 to punch their ticket to the Rugby World Cup final next Saturday. A sold-out Eden Park. You thought that Australian game was going to be sold out. This game has got to be sold out. <clears throat> there shouldn't be an empty seat in that stadium uh, this Saturday as uh, women's rugby is well and truly transforming. And former CrossCode superstar Honey Hiramia Smiler We'll join the show after 8 to react to that performance and no doubt react to the Kiwi Ferns taking on the Cook Islands uh, this morning. And Kempi will keep you up to date with the scoreline for that as well. And also, to finish the show, Nature Strip, Giga Kick, Levante, Plenty, the superstars, all the big names from the equine sprint world, but many Forgot the little Avondale superstar, Rockin' Horse. Another big moment for Team Katrina and Sam Williams as their mayor took out the $3 million sprint race. Sam will tell us what this means at 8.40ish. How 
good was that race? Rocking horse. The one that got away. I should have known. What a ride. Craig Williams on top and just so, so good for, uh, for no, Jamie Mott, sorry. Jamie Mott was actually on top. Apologies. Um, but how what a ride. Rocking horse is slaying low and then just coming over the top of Nature Strip to get the job done. Sammy Williams, you got to remember, they won the Newmarket Group 1 sprint last year. And they've done it again, so it ain't no fluke. A horse that no one even wanted. Couldn't even be sold at the Ealing sales. $40,000, they got it, and now it's a $3 million superstar. How good is that? Sammy Williams will be up. Richie's come up. Get up, rocking horse. Richie obviously got on, so appreciate it. Looking forward to it. That's our big show throughout the morning. I'm looking forward to ripping into some conversations, some chat. Keep those messages coming through, Richie. If anyone else got paid... A rocking horse. And did anyone else take those multis? All the Kiwi sides to get the job done over the weekend would have been not a bad multi. Little wee, easy payout. So, so good. Double eight, double three, oh, eight, hundred, one, five, oh, eight, eleven. But, Kempe, honestly, where do we start? Where do we even start today's show? Because there is so much to talk about. You've got to figure, remember, I'll, I'll get a slap around the ends if I don't uh, <laughs> say this, because my sister was like, Israel, don't forget the netball. Said sorry, sis. It's a big show. Can't get everything in three hours. But yes, Silver Ferns in the Fast Five getting the bronze medal, beating England in their last performance. So well done to the Fast Five ladies, uh, winning there and, and taking out the bronze in the Fast Five down here in Otatahi Christchurch as well. But where do we start, Kimpy? Oh, you could well anywhere really. I guess Sam Williams <laughs> and winning Rockin' Horse. I don't, I don't think you'll ever get those odds again at twenty four bucks. 24 bucks. You know, so well done. Well done to Sam Williams and and uh, Little Avondale for getting that one up. That was a really good one on the weekend. Um, but, yeah, I, mate, I guess the I guess the the All Blacks up against Wales, like everyone's picking them to struggle against Wales, and they've gone out and dominated Wales. I thought Artie Sevier um, and Aaron Smith. Mate, best player in the world. Uh, Aaron Smith Artie? had his probably best running game. Artie's the best player, mate. He, man, he can play. Everything behind him, I reckon. I um, I noticed that everything he did, something the next play behind him was really good. So, yep. um, yeah. And you're right about f- filling out the, the, the stadium. If we can't fill the stadium on Saturday for the black f- uh, for the for the ladies playing England, um, man, something's wrong. I, I already heard that it was close to being sold out. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's all right. Straight after the game, Kempe, there was not a seat left in the stadium. Apparently, there's only the 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 ones that have got a bit been obstructed from from stadium poles, or you can't really see the full field. So those are the only ones left. But um, straight after the final, I think it was like five ten minutes. All the tickets got swooped up, which is awesome. Which is awesome, honestly. If I wasn't going uh, Rickon and Cup Day, I would actually fly on up and go and watch that game because I don't know about you, but I was. Just losing the plot at my house, eh? Like, I've never been so excited about a game of rugby. And I was just thinking to myself, I was thinking to you, like, well, that last hit where they, um, the, young, the, the young lady gave away the penalty, um, it was, that was a ferocious tackle. And, and like, like it, was, it was a legit tackle. It was just a little bit high. And, and obviously, from what hit went on with the, with the French um, lock that got sent off for just a little bit of shoulder contact to the head. They kind of had to keep it the same, and, and she obviously got yellow carded. But man, that was a ferocious thing. Mm. I was thinking, man, I don't want to, I don't want to run straight at these, at these ladies ever. And and this is this a whole turning point 
from um, from their first outing against Australia because we spoke about it, Kimpy. Their, their first outing against Australia when defensively they were quite poor. Defensively they were, um, you know, like just they were really apprehensive on their line speed. So I, I, I flipped uh, Smithy a message, Jay. <laughs> I flipped him a message and he says, spot on us, we'll make a coach out of you yet. Anyway, I said... Um, Apart to Smithy in particular on defence, getting bodies in front of bodies so they can come forward connected on defence. I felt sorry for uh, Renee Holmes on the outside. Connection mm. with Porsche is key to need certainty. So their connections and getting bodies in front of bodies and coming forward as, as, a, as a black wall was huge, man. Oh, Look, I know um, Louis not here today and he was going on about the non-existent kicking game and blah, blah on Twitter. And, and yes, it is a poignant point. Um, but with the with the Black Ferns, Kempi, they they just oh, I feel like they they can't kick, so they just gotta run everything. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. It's gonna take a whole lot of luck against England, but mate, that's the game plan. Let's just back it. Let's just back it. Well, the Black Ferns they don't mind running the football, and they're pretty good at it. We got some talent across the across the board, and when you're in those big open spaces too, like Eden Park, mate, it is hard to to whack it, you know. And and after watching a, a you know, I'm not taking anything away from the ladies, but watching a man's game, they're used to doing those big open spaces and kicking it. But my, I just like, like you said, how they back themselves. Um, yeah. And they go out there and they're going to have to do the same. You know, they got it done against the French. Uh, I thought the, I thought the girl was a special, for the French girl was a special to kick that last goal. Um, but yeah. when she missed it, mate, I think the whole country breathed a sigh of relief and went, man, this is like a fairy tale for our ladies, our black ferns down here in, in Aotearoa, you know, going into a final against the world champs in England at the moment. So, yep, full house, how good. Be a good week for them, um, getting ready, prepared, as they head into what's going to be a, a massive week of, of, of guess, people getting behind them and, and pumping them up. And, you know, it's we are at home. I think if we've got a chance, um, I wouldn't be writing them off. No way in the world. You know, you saw how tough that game the French-English game was early on in the rounds when they first got um, up against each other. So if we can put in that type of performance that the French did, it's a bounce of the ball, mate. It goes right down. You know, that game in the Kiwis game for me was was heart attack material. You know, that oh, scrum, mate. the Fijians had that scrum three minutes to go. They had the scrum, they threw it out the scrum, knocked the ball on. And I'm sitting oh. there when they had the scrum going, here we go again, here we go again. You know they're probably going to get over. They're going to they're going to get us by two points again, and he goes and drops the ball. I'm like, oh, thank God for that. And the same with the Black Ferns. You know when they kick in that goal, I was like, oh no, because you're thinking, mate. <laughs> hey, you're thinking, you're thinking right up oh. there. Don't give a penalty away. I'm like, not going to say what I'm away. saying, okay, Kempi. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was saying at my own house, but I was hoping and praying that they listen. I, I had to leave that last ten minutes, Kempi, for the Kiwis game. Because <laughs> my wife was like, "Can you get up and do something with these kids?" Because I've just been watching sport Saturday, Sunday morning, right through the Kiwis, and I was like, "Okay, I better go out and play tennis and do something with the kids, or just you know try and do something parental with them." Um, and I uh, walked out, and I was like, oh, came back in, and I was like, looked at the scores, like, please, 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 twenty eighteen. I was like, oh, they're gonna win it. And then they scored that last try. It was such a, such a big week in a sport, and it, w- it wouldn't be a morning show without an input from our next guest. And he always calls in. He's always on the money. And it is Joe from Gizzy. Morena to you, Joe. 
Morena Brothers woke up with a sportitis after that weekend, I tell you. <laughs> I, I don't, don't catch it and go down south, Kempi, I tell you. You don't want it. I, nah, what a sick weekend, boys. But let's start off with the cricket. Kiwis getting up. Oh, yes. Aussies getting yeah. trashed in their backyard and then blaming oh. everyone else but themselves. <laughs> And then the dirty little duchies getting up and knocking over the sapphires yesterday. Hey, how about that one? How about the odds on that what? one? They were out the gate. What, what is it with South Africa at, at, at those big tournaments, Joe? They just seem to just fold. Mate, they, the previous game, they were on fire, unstoppable. Next one, they get knocked over. And Pakistan only just sailed through, to be fair, against Bangladesh. But I'll tell you what, gives us a great chance to sail straight to the final in that. But our Major League Baseball, mate, I've been following that hard all season. And Dusty Baker, 2,093 games to get up to finally win a World Series. He's been there since the Second World War, mate. It's been that bad. <laughs> but uh, but, but uh, what a great weekend. One of the highlights, and like you say, is we had, I had to do some parental stuff over the weekend. So I sat there and watched my sisters, my, 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 sorry, my sister and uh, my daughters watch netball. Gave them the TV remote for half an hour each time the Kiwis played. But Uganda, you know. Uganda beating Australia yesterday in the fast five. A serious, what an amazing game of netball. Amazing shooter. But yeah, you just, well, I think the Kiwi's a bit dusty. And I think uh, Kempi had to drink a cup of a humble cup of tea there this morning, brother. I think if we get beat 3 0 up north, eh? Yeah, I know. But, uh, but uh, what an absolute. Great, great, great weekend of sport. And uh, I tell you what, this week's going to be huge down there where you are. Yeah. Busy with yeah. the uh, with the cup week, mate. I tell you what, you Daisy better give you another hall pass. I tell you, you got a good <laughs> missus, buddy. Because you know, I try to get a pass to come down there for just tomorrow, but I couldn't get one. But um, now nah, I think you gentlemen have an amazing week down there, boys. And uh, yeah, get yeah. stuck into it, Kimpy, when you get down there. <laughs> Thanks, Cheers, Joey. Joey, bro. Appreciate all your call every single time, brother. Yeah, what a week. Yeah, I got a lucky one, but hey, I'm giving her the hall pass. She's going tomorrow with. About 30 ladies, and I'm actually staying home. I'm actually staying home. I'm going to do one quick event for Kennard Tire at the races. I'm going to just mix and mingle for an hour and then and then shoot off. Uh, I'm only going to do one day, Joe, so there you go. I'll just, it's all smart here, you know, just put one in the back pocket, give her a little, a little bit of leeway, and then I'll get one in the back pocket. But no, what a weekend in South Africa. Wow. They always just seem to choke at the big stages in the cricket. But anyway, there's lots to talk about, plenty going on, heaps of messages coming through on the text machine. We'll get to those shortly, but right now, it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day, Kimpy. Here we go. There were plenty of moments that gave us goosebumps this weekend. What stood out for you? Give us a text, double eight, double three. Or even better, be like Joe from Gizzy. Give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800-150-811. There are plenty, plenty. Couldn't watch it all, but I tried to, and I nearly got in so much trouble for me sitting on the couch all weekend when there's weeds to be sprayed. But anyway, I did it, and I watched most of it. So uh, 8833-0800-150-811. Can't wait. Question of the day. There were plenty of moments that gave us goosebumps this weekend. What stood out? For you, we'll head away and we'll come back to some reaction on the text machine. Yes, welcome back. We're 25 past six on a Monday, the 7th of November. A big week if you're down here in Autotahi, Christchurch. A can't wait question of the day. There were plenty of sporting moments over the weekend that gave us some 
goosebumps. What stood out for you? Kimpy, going to go to you first. What stood out for you, brother? Ooh, mate, so many. So many. You know, Sonny Bill Williams getting knocked out by Mark Hunt. Probably <sighs> probably not. The Kiwis getting home. You know, the other one we haven't talked about, Tonga losing to Samoa, mate. Getting done by, mm-hmm. by two points. And and then setting up that uh, that rematch against England in the semi-finals. England Samoa in the semi-finals. That's another one. Mate, the Black Ferns all day for me. The Black yeah. Ferns, all day. Like, that's just captured the nation. And being down here yeah. in in New Zealand and just seeing it all and hearing all the comments and watching all the socials and just how everyone's embraced our ladies, mate, it's so good, so good. I just, one more job, you know, one more job, get that job done against England. Um, I'm going oh. to look forward to this week, mate, pumping them up. Yeah, same, mate. Oh, I'm with you, Kimpy. I'm with you, Black Ferns, all day. Just the reaction in my house has said it all. Like, I was losing the plot just watching <laughs> that game. And um, one of my friends actually recorded it and chucked it up on Insta. And, yeah, I was just so, I don't know how to feel. It was emotional. That whole game, I was just watching it. And it was just drama-filled throughout that entire match. So, for me, it has to be the Black Ferns. No doubt that performance over France. They haven't done it yet, but they've captured a nation, a nation like you've said, and uh, we are right behind them, right behind Wayne Smith and co to get the job done. Sarah Hidney, oh, she was huge in that game. Yeah. So, so good in that forward pack. And quite surprisingly as well, Kempe, just there was a lot of question marks over their uh, set-piece defence. I thought their scrum was the outstanding. scrum was great, yeah. Their scrum was so good, and it was strong, and it had their own. And then their more defence. You, you see in the French tactics what they were trying to do. Every time they got a penalty, they could have kicked goals. Or well, they could have had a crack at it. There was a couple of right in front, though. No, they kicked to the corner, thinking that they were going to maul the Black Ferns and, and get some easy easy points there. But the Black Ferns held their own and uh, defended extremely well. So well done. Keep it up. One more week, ladies. One more week. Get right behind them, support them, sell out the stadium and make them feel the love this week because they thoroughly deserve it. There's a couple here on the text machine. You touched on it earlier. Grant, Mark Hunt. Getting one win for us older chubby fellas. Mm. That is from Grunto. How, mate? Honestly, devastating, eh? Devastating, I hope Sonny. He's one of my one of my best mates. I hope he. I hope he just yeah puts that to the side now and just focuses on his fam- family. He's got a young family, and his and his wife Lana would have hated that. So. Yeah, he's done so much in sport. Just, just I reckon that's enough. That's yeah. enough. He took so much damage from that game, uh, that fight against Mark Hunt. That was a big one as well, Kempe. And you, you expecting him to retire? Oh, look, if there is one more fight left in him, it's against Paul Gallon, isn't it? You know, because old Paul Gallon is going to come out and probably chirp away at him losing to Mark Hunt when when he won that fight. Um, but I look, I totally agree with you. I don't think Sonny Bill's got anything to prove. Um, nah. And losing to Mark Hunt, like, if you know Mark Hunt's history, like, Mark Hunt was regarded as one of the best fighters in the world, you know, in the K1, oh, went into the UFC. 31 years. One punch and quit it, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And even at 48, he's, I remember um, watching watching a guy talk about Mark Hunt's punches. He said it was like throwing throwing sledgehammers, you know, the, just the, the amount of weight that he gets behind that punch. And unfortunately for Sonny, he just, Mark could see see what he was doing. And, and threw those punches and it got through. And I really commend the, um, the referee on that one because when he went through, he stood up after being knocked down, Sonny. And uh, 
he went for a mark and he got through again and the referee jumped in, I was so happy. Because Mark, you know, Mark would have just laid those big hammers on him and Sonny was absolutely out on his feet. So it was the right call and I hope Sonny makes the right call. And, and it, I, I do think he, 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 should, he should probably call it a day because he's got such a... People don't want to remember him for the bloke that got knocked out, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, there, there's one thing I want to I'll post to you before we get off to Aroha is I can't understand why there's so much dislike for Sonny. No, know, I like, can't either. A lot of a lot of people were cheering and uh, look, I hate doing it, but I was reading comments and, and everyone was just like up and ecstatic that he got knocked out and he was put on his ass. And I was thinking, just why? Like, is it is it the picture he portrays? From when you see him on the TV, or or when you see him on a, a limited social media that you see of Sonny, what what is it? What is it that you dislike, or or why he is getting so much um, negative attention? Can mm. you come through double eight double three or eight hundred one five zero eight eight eleven? I'd love to hear from you because it's something I, it just baffles me from a guy that I've known personally, and how much love and loyalty he shows to his whanau and his friends and his people. I just can't understand it. And, and look, it's going to be all part and parcel of sport. Um, but, yeah, it's just something I've, I've witnessed over many, many years, and these are people that have never met him for a bar of soap that just really love to pull him down. And it just, yeah, it just hurts. It hurts as a fellow friend and, and sportsman that's, uh, that's played the game that we love and someone that's just trying to make a living and, and put some smiles on some faces. Double eight, double three. Love to hear your reaction to Sonny Bull and, and the negative attention he receives. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with some headlines with Joe. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Morning, boys. Time for Bunnings uh, Trade Sports Update at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. Oh man, busy, busy morning. Obviously, plenty of upsets going on. Argentina beating England uh, in the 15s rugby over there in Twickenham. Um, but boys, one team that was the favourite to win the World Series and we didn't want them to were the Houston Astros. Very upsetting. We're not hearing from the Philly captain this morning, but we do have a little clip of him uh, reacting to the loss. And look, yeah, we know one thing about the Philly captain. He wouldn't be bitter. They're not going to cheat next year because we're going to take it fair and square because we are the best team in baseball. Let's go, Phillies! Let's go, Phillies! Graceful as always, love it. And uh, I love the Philly captain. Actually, boys, we've got to catch up on this next week and uh, talk about the plans are for next year. I think, yeah, Philadelphia had a good team, and but Houston is just too much when they cheat. Um, and no, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm kidding. Um, and then obviously, boys, Blackburn's incredible win. Bit tough on uh, Smilly's heart, though. After 2 11, I never thought I'd be here again playing the French. In a game like that, um, wasn't too good on the ticker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, I'm expecting the same come this weekend, but I think no more for some of the after this because he's going to struggle. Um, and the ATP uh, tennis boys at the Paris Masters finals, uh, Holger Rune beats Djokovic, 19 year old, won three sets. So that's also another upset for you this morning. Those are your uh, Bunnings Trade sports headlines. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier. 
Nice, Joey boy. Thanks for that wee update, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, Captain Philly. It would have been great to get him on the show. He brings so much energy and vibes. Uh, would have been good if they got the job done, but wasn't meant to be. The Houston Astros getting back to where they have been before and, and taking out the World Series. Well done. Well done. And just on that Smithy's heart, Kimpy, that I messaged him. Oh, I said, Coach, that was out the gate. My house is losing it. Bloody well done. One more week, another week. He said, Thanks, Izzy. I never thought I'd go through 2011 again, mate. One more, and then I'm done. <laughs> Retirement beckons. Ha, ha, ha. I said, you'll never retire, Smithy. Heard that before. Outstanding, mate. One more week. Oh, mate, who would want to be a coach? Honestly, <laughs> you've been a coach. Who would want to be a coach? No chances. Uh, no chance. It's stress. It is stressful, mate. At the hot, at the hot, at the highest level. Mate, I see coaches like who's who's stressed out when they're coaching under twelves. Uh, <laughs> so you can imagine what Smithy's going through on the sideline. No penalties, girls. No penalties. Oh my God! You're giving a penalty away yeah. with no no time on the clock. She kicks it. You know, and you look at both sides of the coin. You know, like the French the French lady kicks it, and they go through absolute mm. pandemonium. You know, and um, it doesn't it doesn't happen. I just think oh, that was the best result for us. So I hear what Smithy. I actually hear what Smithy's saying. Enough's enough. You know, not just him. His wife would be saying the same thing. Come on, enough's enough. That's enough stress for okay. you. When you're that good, Kimpy. When you're that good, you're constantly going to be getting pestered to come in. Can you help us here? Can you offer your services here? And and that's what he's done with the. With the black fans, well, he had, he opened his mouth up and said, "Look, I'm I'm available if you need." And then they obviously jumped at that. Well, and, I think they need to be commended on. for that too, is it? You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were they what were a behind, what a turnaround, eh, Kimpy? Hundred percent. Like they they've been right behind the eight ball. They've brought Alan Bunting in. They made a change to the coaching structure. He's gone and done some wonders with the team and got them all focused on on winning a World Cup. And look what they've done. You know, you wouldn't have thought this on the Northern Tour last year that they were coming 12 months out from a World Cup and they'd be competing in a final after being tonked by the French and the English up there in the, in, in the Northern Hemisphere. And, um, you know, the New Zealand Rugby Union have to be commended for making that decision when they did. It was a tough one to make. They made it. They got the right people in. And look at the country. They're going to sell Eden Park out. You know, our ladies are in the final. They couldn't have asked for a better result for the ladies. Noticeable, noticeable difference, Kempi, for me. Fitness, hundred percent. You, you look, you look at their fitness. Like you look at Kendra. Sometimes I was like, Kendra, can you just calm down and stop tapping everything and running? <laughs> like give your players a rest. But no, that's the game they want to play. They want to play up tempo, and that's why Wayne Smith had to make the changes. He came in and and uh, you know dropped a few of the senior players because they weren't quite up to it fitness wise. Now they've got a really mobile pack and a really mobile team that they can play that up-tempo game. Chaos. Mm. We always hear that word, chaos. Unstructured chaos, and that's what they do. And the noticeable difference was their was their fitness. Man, they are looking fit. And, and a team that loves to keep the ball in play and try and run oppositions off their feet. So, well done. Well done, Smithy Bunting and, and Chrono and and, uh, and Hanson and, and everyone that's been a part of that team because uh, they, they have started to make us believe in how good is this for women's rugby around the world, not only here, around the world, that they are setting the footprint and making it 
a viable option for these young ladies to go through and make a career out of it. So, yep, we're right behind him this week. Couple of messages here, Te- Kempi, before we get off to Quizzy Dag. Morning, boys. I agree, the girls' game was the best rugby I've seen in ages. It had everything, mate. You're very proud they will leave everything out there on set night. Have a good day. I like Old Town Road in the cup tomorrow. Cheers, Dave from Karaka. Old Town Road in the cup tomorrow, Dave. Okay, we'll put that, we'll put pen to paper and write that one down, mate. Appreciate your message coming through. Another one here from Rick. Hey, boys, back to Rockin' Horse. Ten each way. How good. Winnings straight into the BGP Punters Club and the Quarry Crush. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Williams. So good, Rick. Well, Rick, Sammy Williams is coming up this morning, 8.40. We'll have a chat to him about that performance on Saturday at Flemington. Rockin' Horse beating the superstar sprinters to get the job done in the $3 million race. How good. How good. So keep those messages coming through. But right now it's time for Quizzy Dag and your chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. That'll be handy for tomorrow. Cup day down here at Addington. Hey, maybe lead you into a wee multi there. So here. Give us, uh, give us a call, 0800-150-811 to take on the Quizmaster. And Kempe, well, he's your clue master, and he's on the money today. So 0800-150-811, Quizzy Dag. This is how you do it, Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it, Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quiz is on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Give us a call because it's a big week if you'd love a $50 TAB bet, bonus bet. Well, this is the week to get it because it is cup week. Remember, there's a big day at Addington tomorrow and Cam's come through with some gravy. Kempe's texted me on the WhatsApp machine, uh, what on my WhatsApp, and gave me a little tip. Is that for everyone, or just us, Kempe? We'll keep it a secret, eh? You keep it <laughs> there, son. You, keep it close. Keep it close to your chest, all right? Maybe my kitty's really dry. Got a hiding on the weekend. Oh, I have to dig deep, I find something. Anyway, we're gonna rip into it, and hopefully, if no one gets it, well, that fifty-dollar TAB bet is mine. Here we go, Tony. Apples, more than it to you. Morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, about. Good, brother. Where are you? Oh, I'm in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are. you're the funny pucku. Oh, well. Here we go. You're the funny pucku, mate. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, good luck. Okay? Good luck. Oh, excuse me. Here we go, bro. Question number one. <laughs> Question number one. Sonny Bill Williams was knocked out by former UFC heavyweight Mark Hunt. What round was this in? Oh, I didn't watch that fight. I'll have a phone a friend, eh? Ooh. In the top six rounds. Top six rounds. Okay, let's go fourth. 
Oh, Fourth wow. is correct. <laughs> well done. Question number two. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Tony, you can't. Oh, I love it, love it. When you got to go, you got to go. Question number two. The cheating Houston Astros have won the World Series. How many games did the Phillies win in this series? Oh, none. One. You can't have two answers. Come on, Captain Tony. See you later. Have a good... Whatever you're doing. Anyway, Tim from Christchurch. Morning. How's it, brother? Good, brother. Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Looking forward to cup day tomorrow. Yeah, beautiful, mate. You behave and you keep an eye on my wife, all right? She'll be there with 30 other girls getting crazy. Anyway, question number two. Are they going to be in the area? <laughs> He's checking. Uh, yeah, 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 you'll see her, mate. You'll see her. She'll be loud and proud. There you go, mate. She'll be there somewhere. I don't know. But you'll sure stand out. Get a few champers, eh? They all get a bit lippy. Anyway, the cheating Houston Astros have won the World Series. How many games did the Phillies win in the series? Yeah, you had it right the second time. It's one. It's not one. The Phillies... Huh? Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's not one. He's he's wrong. I just deleted the wrong sound by accident. I accidentally pushed <laughs> oh. delete. Sorry, boys. It's not one. <laughs> it's not one. Sorry. It's not one. It's not one, Timmy. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to get a Brett from Huntley. Morning, Brett. Morena, Brett. Morena, Morena. How many games did the Phillies win in the series? Uh, two. Two is correct. Brett from Huntley, well done. Question number three. The Paris Masters Tennis Men's Singles Final has just wrapped up. Who won? Not did Apopo. Thanks, Brett. Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to your cousin, Ed from Tolaga. Morning, Ed. Well, I don't know either. See you tomorrow. <laughs> wow, well, you know what this means, Kempi is getting closer and closer to going into Daggy's TAB account. How That's good, right. Lammy. Palmy North. Morning, Lammy. Oh, morning, my brothers. How's it going? Man, I haven't laughed so much this morning, man. It's crazy. Hey, that answer. Hey, that answer. Can I, can I name his last name? That's what H and his last name's Ring. Are you in me? Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. We'll give you that. That is Lemmy. correct. Oh, Hold your groon. Here we go. Question number four. <laughs> the two semi-finals for the T20 Cricket World Cup have been decided. What are they? Who's playing who? Okay. Um, New Zealand's playing Pakistan. And India's playing uh, England. Ding. India, England, Pakistan, NZ. Well done. <laughs> Let me question number five. Did Here you we like go. Joe's ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Here we go. Question number five. Tom Abercrombie and the Breakers were just beaten by the Sydney Kings last Ooh. night in the NBL. How many points did the Breakers score? Uh, oh, 77. Whoa, well done, Lemmy. Bang! Lemmy coming over the top! P North, the Turbos! A $50 TAB <laughs> bonus bet coming your way. Where, where are you going to head with that bonus bet, Lemmy? Oh, uh, don't know. I'll probably pick the uh, this little woman again. 
That'd yeah, be a nice little cool. health, oh, that'd be a healthy bit too. Oh, just mate, quickly, I've never been so how, how good was that game, bro? How good? Mate, I, mean, I was standing in front of the TV when they think you was um, taking a kick, and I was standing up with, <laughs> uh, with my hands in the, straight up and down, and um, oh, I see up in the middle, and yeah. flopping my little fingers going, Missy Tero. Wait, Levy, Levy. I was the same, bro. I was like, Missy, Missy. That's sad, eh? Well, thanks, but, guys, anyway. Thank you. All good, Levy. Have a good day. That was Quizzy Dag. That was one of the weirdest Quizzy Dags because Tony from Auckland, come on, when he was on the toilet. Tony, come on, behave, man. You are full of laughter every single morning. You've probably eaten the apple at the same time. Anyway, we'll shoot off. We'll come back shortly to wrap up the hour. That was Quizzy Dag. Welcome back. Coming up to 7 o'clock. And after 7, we're going to talk to Lauren Jenkins about that performance from the All Blacks thrashing the Wales 55-23. Ooh, at Millennium Stadium. How good was that? Principality Stadium, I must say. And then Brian from Christchurch has come back and said, boys, was it a coincidence that we thrashed Wales? No Sam Kane. Cheers, Brian. Brian's in one. Sam Kane, yeah, obviously not there. He's injured and captain. Why was Sam Whitelock? I thought Dalton Papali was immense this weekend. He was mm. so good. He was so good. His ball-playing Kempe... Like, he's really good around the park, tackling and, and doing his core roles, but his, his mobility around the park was a, a real big difference on the weekend. I thought he was phenomenal. Mm. Well, uh, he can make it his own. Can, mm, make it his own, 100%. He's got a lot of time there. He's got a big autumn series to cement his opportunity in that starting team with Shannon Frizzell and then Artie Savia. No matter what, Artie Savia has to be in the team week in, week out. So coming up, we'll chat that with Lauren Jenkins out of the UK. And then we'll also talk about, wow, Argentina thrashing, beating England at their own park. How good. You know, we'll shoot off and we'll come back with Aroha. Here she is. News for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Find Nurofen Quicksorb 24 caplets for just $10.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. to you all. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Monday, 7th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock. Yes, plenty of energy here for Izzy and Kempi. Love the energy, lads. Pukekohe tomorrow. Race 2. Master Brutus. 
get that cup, Kitty building, dagger and Kempi. Get up. That is from Cam. A wee tip for our punters He's out there. He's pretty good, Cam. Po- yeah. Pukakaui tomorrow. Race two, Master Brutus. He is pretty good. He's come on and tipped a few and they've got up. So the kitty is well and truly dried, um, Cammy boy. But hey, I'll write that. Put pen to paper. Master <laughs> Brutus, race two. Master Brutus, race two at Pukakaui tomorrow. Awesome. Um, yep, I've written that one down. So keep those messages coming through. A couple there from Costa and Joe. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk some rugby and, and the All Blacks. And, and Kempi, we've touched on, you've been a real advocate for this. Geordie Barrett moving to 12. Has he shown this, that much confidence? Two outings now. That was a pretty clinical performance from Geordie Barrett on the weekend. His connection with, uh, with his brother, Bowden Barrett, to score his last try was mm. out the gate. But has he shown you and given you confidence going forward that he is our 12? Here's our incumbent 12, our midfielder, Kempe, you reckon? I think so. I think, you know, if you yep. have a look at the way that he's a big body in the middle of the park and they can get behind mm-hmm. him, and he's he's physical. That's the that's the biggest part of, of his game is that he doesn't mind getting in the getting his head in there and, and being physical. So I think if you're, if you're looking at, at who out of this year stepped up in that number 12 jersey, you can't look past Jordy Barrett. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm starting to believe now, Kempi, and I want to hear from you, double eight, double three. You starting to believe now that Geordie Barrett is our twelve, and if he goes to twelve, are you happy with his brother Bowden playing fullback, or would you see Will Jordan fulfilling that role when he comes back from his wee niggly injury? Right now, we're going to talk some Wales taking on the All Blacks entering Sunday morning's clash. It has been sixty nine years since Wales have last beaten the All Blacks. The streak is set to continue after our boys dismantled the Welsh in Cardiff to make it five wins on the trot in international rugby. Lauren Jenkins is a presenter and journalist for S4C and BBC Sport. She joins us to talk about what she witnessed from both sides yesterday morning. Morning, Lauren, or should I say good evening to you over there in Wales? Good evening. (laughs) Yes, and evening over there. Um, Yeah, just getting our heads around the results, but how are you guys? We are good. We're good. We've had a a great weekend of sport here down under. We had our Black Ferns beating the French, so we're really, really happy. The Kiwis limping over the Fiji in the league, so we've had a great weekend of sport. Were France pretty convinced entering the game that Wales had the All Blacks beat? Um, Do you know what? I don't think anyone had them down as favourites. I don't think anyone really tipped them to win but a lot of people thought they had a chance you know and you hear Dean Foster mm. after the game yesterday say, yesterday say well crit- critics can say what they like but it's now five wins in a row for, for the All Blacks but you know it is true they beat Wales here last year and then lost six of the next eight against top 10 teams so of course Wales off the back of an away win in South Africa would have felt they had a chance but ultimately um yeah, look, they were taken to the cleaners by the pack, blown away at the breakdown and were pretty sloppy in defence. And I think yesterday, more than ever, 
a lot of Welsh fans um, were left thinking, why, oh, why did we leave Sean Edwards go? And you know what? I think it'll be one of Wayne Pivak's biggest regrets because um, for all he's trying to do an attack, you can't build momentum or win games if your foundations are in place. And it, yeah, it's pretty disappointing all around. The, the mood is quite disillusioned in Wales at the minute. Laura, do you, do you think the Welsh side probably was lacking a bit of game time leading into the start of the Autumn Nation series? Well, yeah, on the one hand, they do. And for whatever reason, um, Wales seem to play New Zealand in that first match. Um, they come into camp. Um, I, I do, you know, I don't know if it's something that's them to scheduling. And presumably in the last two years, that's been the only time it's worked to get them. But now there's suddenly a balance between, well, a New Zealand game will always sell out. We need to get it financially. And people suddenly thinking, well, we keep on shipping 50 points against New Zealand. I'll I'll stay at home. And it was interesting because when Pivak not necessarily used it as an excuse, but did refer to it in the post-match press conference yesterday, whereas Andy Farrell, off the back of a win against South Africa, said... Um, they come into camp, the Irish pack come into camp every single time. They get to work um, and there's plenty of confidence in the side. And a lot of it's down to culture, the attitude and the want to get better. I thought they showed fantastic spirit. So, you know, we could go into the pathway. We could go into how successful the provinces have been. But ultimately, it was a talented 15 Wales put out there yesterday and for whatever reason, didn't gel. Well, do you think the disruption, obviously losing Dan Bigger and then um, you've got Gareth Sanskim coming in late, did that play its part? And, and what's your thoughts on George North, the big man playing at centre? Have that, have you, are you convinced that that's his position? That's a position for him? Yeah, I think George North and Nick Tompkins went fairly well when Pivak has used 18 different combinations in midfield. Finally, he seems to have settled on that partnership. But I think one of the biggest aspects was Wayne had said in the week he selected a side to counter an expansive New Zealand, picking two open sides in Justin Tipperick and Tommy Raffle. Yet the truth is the All Blacks played quite a direct and are playing quite a direct brand of rugby these days. And what Wales actually needed yesterday was probably the physicality on the gain line they showed in South Africa which Dan Lydiot was a big part of. But more generally, I, I don't know if anyone in Wales can say right now how Wales will play and who will be lining up. Because their best performances recently have been that sort of pressure game, better without the ball, kicking well, which is actually the opposite of what Wim Pivak was meant to be about. You know, he, he came from the Scarlet. <laughs> played a lot of rugby, played an offloading game, played off turnover ball. Wales didn't win one turnover in the whole game yesterday. And I think as a coach, he is kind of caught in between perhaps the style he wants to play and the style he can play with the resources that are available to him, particularly at international level. Hey, Laura, what did you make of Geordie Barrett's move to 12? Well, yeah, he, he got the best of Rio Dyer, didn't he? Um, but... Yeah, look, I think from having spoken to some of the Kiwi journals over here, they were kind of saying it's what the what they wanted to see and what the New Zealand public wanted to see, um, but not necessarily what he thought Ian Foster would have gone with. But yeah, look, I, I thought... I, 
I thought he was great, but I think the all the papers over here today, they're all talking about Adi Savea. Stuart Barnes in the time this morning, um, he wrote, he might not be the captain of this New Zealand team, but he's the heart, the soul and the essence behind the whole operation. Sam Warburton on commentary yesterday said, you know, give him world player of the year right now because he's had and shoulders above any other player in world rugby. And in any other game, you'd be speaking about his opposite number to Lupe Falatau, who made more, I think it was actually one fewer tackle for Wales than he'd ever made in any game yesterday. And look, he's been around for 10 years plus. Yet he's barely mentioned post-match because Ardy just had such a fantastic game and was, you know, just dominant in, in every tackle, in, in every collision. There's been a lot of uncertainty down here, Lauren, and uh, so we're still a little bit apprehensive of where we're kind of seeing where the All Blacks are at, but that was, it was a surprising performance because of what unfolded against Japan, but hey, that was a totally different squad. Where do you see the All Blacks at right at this moment, heading into a World Cup? Are you confident that they're back to their best or still a hell of a lot of work to do? I think, uh, you, you know, they still look like a team that will score plenty of points uh, against lower-ranked sides. And where Wales were, yes, you know, I would class Wales as a lower-ranked side yesterday. A few hours ago, I would have told you that a big performance against England would be more of a sign. But England have just yeah. lost <laughs> by a point <laughs> to Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ultimately, at the moment, um, Ireland and France are the teams to beat without a shadow of a doubt. And, and I think that's realistically where New Zealand need to be measuring themselves against a year out from the World Cup. And look, you know, the, perhaps um, your listeners won't like listening to this, but the recent results against Ireland might tell you more about the team than, than this weekend's results mm. against Wales. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's right. We've still got that in the back of our minds Laura, what about uh, Wales up against Argentina next with Argentina beating the English? What what does your team need to do and what does Wayne Pivac? You sound like there's a few problems going on there in the coaching structure. What needs to happen? Yeah, well, I mean, they need to settle on a back row. You know, you look at Argentina today, they have a hard-carrying back row who could cause chaos in Cardiff next week. And Suddenly, after beating England, I see them coming to the Principality as favourites, which is the first time I've ever said that. Their wing, Emiliano Buffali, who plays for Edinburgh in the URC, scored 25 points. Um, but to be, you know, you, you analyse the game, and they actually did to England what they did to New Zealand. They had 37% possession, 27% territory. I think they beat New Zealand in their scoring one try which perhaps you know look back at the Wales game and they should have altered their tactics but um yeah look it's there there are lots of problems in Welsh rugby at the minute there's no the regions that with four domestic teams here who don't know their budget for next year which means you've got some world-class players the likes of George North who can't be re-signed, who can't be nailed down to a region because there's so much tension between the union um, and the regional setups. They could be going into an international game, get injured, and their stock suddenly falls. I'm ashamed to say that the union really aren't looking after their players of the domestic game, which is going to trickle through to the international setup. The only thing I would say is that Wayne Pivak was more than aware of that when he took the role. He had a year notice before he even took the reins and he'd been working at the Scarlets for some time beforehand. So 
um, he would have known what he was getting himself into. Just quickly, Lauren, uh, is this a, c- a collective for the whole entire of Europe with all the franchises? We've seen what's happened with Worcester and Wasp. Are, are you expecting more to struggle out of this financially and are we going to see a little bit of a downfall in, in European rugby? Yeah, I mean, potentially. I mean, I mean, I, the one thing I would say is that the England, the Irish and the Welsh setups are, are very different and I perhaps wouldn't use the term European rugby because I think Ireland have got it spot on. You know, their their union controls their provinces. They've got fantastic um, development systems, fantastic schools. They're all singing off the same hymn sheet. And um, the problems are a lot more obvious in in Wales and in England, although, you know, the premiership, clubs own their players in England and it's, it's a kind of hybrid of the both that's going on in Wales but look ultimately yes there's a lack of money in rugby and not many clubs are making a profit at the minute and success breed you know success is what gets people through the turnstile so it's it's not looking great and um you know for you think under Wayne Pivak right Wales have won a six nation They've won away in South Africa, but Russ Petty, yep. who's a superb rugby statistician on Twitter, pointed out that in 24 tests against the top 10 teams, they've only won six, and six of those wins, three of them, the opposition had a red card, and the South Africa mm-hmm. one saw the box make 14 changes. So perhaps that's slightly papered over the cracks, and Wales are in a slightly worse position than even we tend to think they are. Which isn't that you know not the way to start a Monday morning, um, <laughs> but, but like it you know I think rugby has got a lot of issues to address and we we can really barely touch upon them you know whether it's the financial issues whether it's concussion whether it's how complicated the game is and how you engage fans, um, but yeah it, it, all those things are, are currently being discussed across numerous podcasts in Wales at the minute. Well. A lot like myself, our listeners are loving your insights, um, Lauren. We appreciate you coming to our show. She said, knows more about footy than most. Brilliant. That is from Matt. So I totally, totally agree. Thank you so much for all those insights and uh, leading us what's My going pleasure. on in Wales rugby at the moment. Thank you very much, Lauren Jenkins, BBC Sport S4C. Thank you so much and, and all the best. Hopefully we can chat to you soon. Monday. There she is. Man, she was phenomenal, Kim. She? <laughs> she's so knowledgeable. She's rattling off all the other games and all the stats in the mm. other games too. Oh, very good. Very good. Good get, boys. Yeah, great get. Great get. It just shows, eh? Like, you look at all the, the, the best uh, broadcasters in the world. Man, they just do their mahi. Dig deep into those stats, and they know a lot about the game and sport than most. And uh, Laura Jenkins, well, she was one of those. So appreciate that. Um, awesome, awesome chat. There's a few messages coming through on the text machine. I like Geordie at 12, but the real test will be against England, who will almost certainly apply a more aggressive defence. That is from Jamie. So he's getting a little bit more convinced, but after that English test, we'll know really where Geordie sits, and there's another one there from Tim. We'll get to, oh, I'll read it right now before we get off to your off-the-back fence there, Kempi. Lads, Geordie is our 12, and I think ALB at 13. But if Geordie is going to play 12 at the World Cup, he has to play every game in the next year in that position. I don't want to see him running around at 15 for the Canes. That is from Tim. Ooh, Jace Holland. 
make that call and keep him at the uh, keep him at twelve for the Canes. That is the difference. Whether Foster and Co had that much pull to be able to do that. It was great to chat to Lauren Jenkins out of uh, BBC Sport. Very very insightful. We'll shoot off and we'll come back to off the back fence with Kempe's coming in hard. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. If every team at the World Rugby League World Cup uh, were given a get-out-of-jail free card, New Zealand used theirs against Fiji in the quarterfinals on the weekend. The Fijians were simply outstanding for the majority of this game and were a stone's throw away from causing a major upset in doing the double on the Kiwis in consecutive World Cup quarterfinals. Where to... For the Kiwis from here as they prepare for the game of the tournament against a smoking red hot kangaroos outfit. One thing's for sure, Joey Manu is absolutely crucial if New Zealand are to progress to the final. Another sublime performance on the weekend continues to build the Joey Manu aura as one of the best in the world. But it's not just Joey Manu or relying on a skill alone that will get the Kiwis home. Madge Maguire has to find the key that unlocks the hidden potential every Kiwi who has worn that jersey has if they are to get past the Aussies. Where is that magic going to come from and how does Maguire make every Kiwi feel like Superman when they pull on that beautiful jersey? Lowy, Bluey and Stephen Kearney got their Kiwi teams to a place they knew and believed that they were the best on the field. Can Maguire do the same? Or is this the die-hard Kiwis that can get us that World Cup? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, it was crazy, Kemp. I was watching that and I was just like, it, like just mistakes that mm. you just don't really expect from the, from the quality of players. I don't know, they're just like, I just like think they're lacking cohesion. And there, like a lot of these players haven't played together that often, and have they've had enough time? I don't know. Just some of the mistakes, like their, their skills, compare it to like Australia and, and England, just way off the mark. And whether a week is a long, a long enough time, whether it's just a mental thing, like you know, we don't know if if they're preparing like they should or whatever. But if they go play against the Kangaroos and and make that many mistakes and cough up the ball and give Kangaroos twelve point lead, it's gonna be a Terrible night for the Kiwis. But hey, and confidence, Kimpy. And it was great. I was talking to one of my good friends. He's a league just passionate about the Kiwis and Warriors. He said, I'd rather a close quarterfinal where we come out and we, we have to, you know, really dig deep to get through that quarterfinal than go through and smash them going into an Australian team. So this might create, on the flip side, a bit of edge and a bit of uh, die-hard preparation this week. So if you look for a shine light, but, yeah, a little bit concerning, some mm. of the mistakes that were easily made on the weekend. Yeah, I don't want to hear this week the boys know what they need to do. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear this week things like, you know, they're a good team, They've you know, we've worked on what they have you know need to, need to do, it's all about us, that type of stuff. Yep. Like, at international football, it's like putting the pressure on them. You know, it was really interesting. I read a... I read a comment uh, from Mitchell Moses about Michael Checker. And although they went out and they got beaten by 40 by Australia on the weekend, 
Mitchell Moses said he is unbelievable at getting everyone in that team to believe that they can go out there and win. And that's yeah. what Maguire needs to do. Like, I think he's really struggling at the moment with his selections. I, you know, for me, I was um, Sebastian Chris in the centres. Like, how does that kid yeah. feel? He's the number one centre for Canberra, yet um, um, Nickel Clockstead is playing centre. You know what I mean? Mm. So you're, 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 yeah, actually, you're actually what's working against selection what you've got. Oh, look, I, I don't know. But I, for me, if I was a selector, I would have said, hang on, you've got the number one centre from Canberra here and you're putting a bloke that couldn't make first grade in in front of him. How do you think that's going to make Sebastian and Chris feel? I'm talking about keeping that that person up all the time, you know what I mean? And then, But the second part of me is there's a comment on here about the Ford pack on that we're getting a text message on. Like, the reason why we're starting so slow is because you're mucking around with a Ford pack. Start fast and get us into the game really quick. The best two to do that, Leota, Fisher-Harris. I've been saying it for two weeks. Get them out there. They've done it for Penrith all year. They got them a grand final. Get them out to start the game and get the boys on a roll straight away. You give, you give Australia a 12-point start, you ain't getting it back. No way. You are no not way. getting that back. You can't give the kangaroos any head start or any bit of confidence. And there's a message here regarding the selections as well, Kempi. If Maguire selects the same team again for the semi-final, then we can pack our bags because we are finished. Sorry. But the Bromwich brothers have to go. Nelson has to go back into the middle and play a proper centre, not a back row out there. My Ford pack would be that uh, we'll read it out when we come back after Aroha. But, yeah, I totally yeah, agree with you. There's a few selection things there that are just creating a bit of concern for us. Do you agree with Kempe? We've got John from Auckland. He wants to talk about the Kiwis after the news. So we'll shoot off and we'll come back and get to John. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. It's 27 to 8. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. So much sport over the weekend, and it's just continuing this morning. Liverpool getting up against Tottenham uh, in their EPL game. The Cook Islands just scored against the um, Kiwi Ferns, but the Kiwi Ferns are firmly in the lead, 22 to 4. Okay, boys, Choices Flooring time. Uh, Choices Flooring floors are looking sale now at, on now at Choices Flooring. If you head to the app and click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, you can see the poll. And the question today is, which team is the biggest underdog for their World Cup? Is it the Black Caps, the Black Ferns, the Kiwis, and the Kiwi Ferns? This is a neat special today. This is something that he's really passionate about. And boys, the Black Caps are leading right now with 33%. What do you guys think? Ooh, yeah, I'd probably have to agree with the Black Caps. I think the Black Ferns, what they showed last week in, uh, in England, only limping over Canada. Um yeah, I think they're they're not definitely they're closer than than being underdogs. So yeah, I'll go Black Caps, Black Caps, India, England, um, Sri Lanka, India, England, Pakistan. Sorry, India, England, Pakistan. That's a hell of a team. So yeah, I think Black Caps for me, Kempi. You, mate. I have to go Kiwis. Seriously, the way that Samoa have come out and played their last three games and beaten Tonga, like I I didn't see that coming. I knew it was going to be a really tight game. Um, but the out of those three games, England's been playing really well, and so has Australia. We've been really scratchy, you know. So um, I have to say the Kiwis are probably the biggest for me. Beautiful. Kiwis. Does John from Auckland, does he agree? John, Auckland, Kiwis, underdogs. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I kind of agree with um, Kimpy's sentiment there. They should get Leota to start with um, Fisher-Harris. Um, that combination was awesome for the Panthers. Um, they, they're just a bit you know, clunky at the moment. Uh, they're not getting that cohesion. Um, totally agree that Solomona should probably play in the middle. I mean, when he's on the edge, it seems to me that um, there's always an overlap and, and teams that are, don't have the ability like the Kangaroos do, like PG, in all due respect, um, they're finding a lot of space out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it has to do with our, our centres as well. Totally agree. Um, you had um, Chance Nickel Clock start there, who didn't play there all year for his club. Um, and now he finds himself in the international jersey in the centre position. Uh, and then you've got Heku there, uh, who's playing all right, but he hasn't been tested as such. And, you know, he's going to be up against Latrell Mitchell. And, you know, that could be a dog's breakfast. Um, but, yeah, we just need that cohesion, mate. We need our halves to just really step up. Um, Hughes is doing a, a good job. Brown, he's been a bit disappointing in the last couple of games. Uh, but it's good to see that our goal kicking was, you know, about 50%. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, <laughs> you know, you've, you've, you've just nailed it all. You've nailed it on the head. You, like, you've got, you can't go into a World Cup and go, right, Nelson Osifa Solomon, who hasn't played on the edge as an edge player. You can't mm. take Leotto away from Fisher-Harris and they won a grand final. You've actually been showing how to, how to use those players. And for me, you can't start Chance Nickel Clockstead in front of Sebastian Chris. Like... Well, you know, it just sort of that cohesion that they've that they're missing. I think is because players actually don't know what their roles are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can see that playing out on the field, mate. I mean, um, there was instances there where the centres got caught out of position, and I think Nagama scored from dummy half, and you can see Nickel Clocks that wasn't even there. Mm. Um, so you're right, Sebastian and Chris should be starting. But I think the good thing for the Kiwis is that they've had these challenging games. And Australia haven't been tested in the Ford pack yet. So that's the only positive I can see. Beautiful, John. We appreciate your call, mate. Be like John on the Kinatire phone line, 0800-150-811. Uh, messages come through regarding the six, and he touched on Dylan Brown. His six has, has been a little bit underwhelming, Kempi. And there's a message coming through uh, from Daniel. Foran needs to start at six. Straighten the attack. Not scared to take a hit and get up this forwards to get them moving get up his forwards to get them moving and a premiership winning experience that knows this is his last shot you think he's got he's got the, the fortitude to go there and fulfil that role if Dylan Brown hasn't? Yeah well you know that's a big decision to make going into this Australian game isn't it? You know like you thought you would have given Kieran a, a lot more time there if that's the way that Madge was saying I don't think he'll change Brown and I think he'll leave I think he'll leave that spine um, alone you know Smith, Jerome um, Dills and of course Mano at the back I think he, that's really not where the issue lies, the issue lies with our forward pack, you know, and setting the yep. tone, if we can't set it, if we can't well, that's where we've been so scratchy and if you think about it, Jesse's more of a, he dances around as a, as a platform whereas Leota's direct Fisher Harris is direct, Brandon Smith is direct, that hurts, that hurts teams and that is just a real simple change so um yeah, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to, to how they face this week. You know, where is that magic coming from? Does he go back to... If you were going to unlock this team, Kempi, if you were going to unlock this team, would it be a selection or would it be a mindset? I'd be both. It'd yep. be selection. Leota comes in. 
Chris comes in yep. and then it'll be a mindset about giving them that that what reason of why they're wearing that black jersey. You know, Lowy, Lowy walked them down the middle of Queen Street back in 85 just so that, that people were, you know, they didn't believe in themselves and when they walked them down the middle of Queen Street, they got so many people come up to them saying that they were the best and they went out and beat the Kangaroos by 18 points. You know what I mean? So that's the type of stuff that you have to do. You know, mm-hmm. they can play. We get that. You can say that about them every week, but you want that extra 2%. Where's he going to find yep. it? Beautiful, beautiful. Pete from Whangarei has come through on the Kinatai phone line. He wants to talk some Kiwis with some NZ15 prediction, but let's talk Kiwis. Pete from Whangarei, what do you see, mate? Oh, yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's based on that result on the weekend. It looks a bit dire, but, um, I mean, Kempi talks a lot of sense. Um, that's not to be expected. Um, yeah, he, he's right. That team's lacking some, definitely lacking something uh, with the quality of, of player they, they have out there uh, in most positions. And, and the backup players, we should be, at this stage of the tournament, we should be putting teams away uh, like Fiji with no disrespect to Fiji um, by more than, than we did. And the, my only concern is, is, is you know, is, is Madge able to get them up? Um, yeah, I, I don't know about that. And if we're going to make some changes, um, I mean, one of the comments this morning, I think, with some new daddy was um, they look like a team that's lacking a bit of cohesion. Um, if we make more changes, um, is that just going to going to um, make things worse. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, all's not lost. I mean, they just need to put it out on the park and, and, and show us what they're capable of. Yeah. What you, do what'd you think, Pete, about that... Uh, that um, Sorry, sorry, Pete, thanks a lot for those those comments there on that. Look, Izzy, what, what basically everyone is looking for is the magic. Know what I mean? That's why I said, where does the magic come from? Like every other team is showing the magic. The English, they're showing the magic because they're at home. No one, everyone wrote them off. Where's Samoa's magic come from? Diesel got some belief. We actually got tailed up by 60. Then all of a sudden they win by 60 in the next three games in up Tonga. And Australian are magical. You know what I mean? They, they just hit the – we haven't found it. Where does it come from? Yeah, he, he, he had a point there, eh? Like, do you make those changes, you're lacking cohesion, or do you just stay true? And someone's come through, just start the same team that beat Tonga and uh, and then they build that cohesion. Yep, no, we appreciate those calls. Pete from Whangarei, uh, love it. Love it on the Kenatai phone line. Be like Pete, we're going to shoot off and we'll come back and we'll chat to Richie Barnett and get his take on what unfolded. And also, what? took place last Friday, Gumboot Friday. Have a wee chat about that day as well. So we'll shoot off. Back shortly. Well, they threw the Kiwis to the semi-finals, but not without a massive scare against the Fijians in our last game. Our boys trailed for basically the whole game and got us the win in the last minute. The Kiwis will take on the Kangaroos in the semis and need to take another look at their game plan in order to beat the world champions. Richie Barnett joins us on the line today. Richie, bit of a scare yesterday, mate. What did you think? Yeah, Kempe, is he? Yeah. Again, probably not, not a good performance. They're, they're certainly not hitting their straps yet. Um, they've, they've sort of struggled, I, I guess, throughout the, the campaign. They've had a lot of changes uh, in personnel right throughout this whole tournament. They haven't settled into a, a starting 17 for, you know, I guess since they started, and I guess that's one part of the jigsaw puzzle that they haven't fixed. And secondly, I, I think you want to you be playing your best game, I guess, 
in the, like, the quarterfinals and semifinals. So, yeah, not, not the greatest, but there's always room for improvement, which is good. Hey, Richie, you've been there playing the played in those World Cups, skipped the Kiwis. Where would what do you think our best starting lineup currently would be? Oh, can't be. It's a freaking good question in that, but um, I wouldn't know as much as. <laughs> the coaching staff would in terms of the dynamic that they want and, and how they're going to play the game, how they want. So it's a difficult one, but, you know, like I guess that's why a tournament's so important to see who, who they feel is the best suited 13 on the field at the time to get maximum bloody results. So, um, mate, I, I just think if Manu gets his ball on the hand more often, mate, it's, he's a strike weapon that needs to be implemented in the game more often. They're coming against an Australian side who have performed extremely well, but I think it comes down to the belief within the side, to be brutally honest, and if they can sharpen that pencil in terms of execution and that, but I always and always will go back to the belief in each of those players that they can do it, and when they do have it, and, and all those players, as we all know, have played to the best of their ability right throughout this NRL campaign and been stellar personnel throughout the NRL campaign, so there's no question in my mind that these guys can take it out. Richie, we know how important and um, you know how much he's needed Jerome Hughes at, at the seven role, but his connection with Dylan Brown has probably Dylan Brown probably been lacking a wee bit. So there's talks of Kieran Foran. He came on and added a wee bit of punch there uh, yesterday against Fiji. Is that a selection that you might tinker with? Yeah, I think there there is. I mean, you know what Foz has done over the years. He's so damn experienced. And he, he plays a very similar game, although Dylan Brown has got that X factor where he will cut through the defence uh, with his pace and speed. And, and I guess in, in big-style games, when there's an opportunity to, to seal, um, you have to look at that, that quality of play who will get you to that line. And Dylan, I've really been impressed. I mean, I'm, I fancy how he plays, um, and I think it's it's a big... Big decision that they need to make, uh, whether they go with experience or whether they go through a player that's performed right throughout this whole season who can turn a game on the dial. I would tend to go for Dylan Brown, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, Richie, so they're up against the Australians, and we all know what the Australians are like. How do you? How do they... No, I'm not going to ask that question, how. I'm going I'm to ask the question, what do they need to do to beat them? I think they... I think, I mean, clearly our Ford pack is a freaking incredible-sized and stoic uh, Ford pack. We've seen that. They run great lines. And if they can, I think if they can work through that middle but also be creative in terms of how they play the game on the edge because I've got the players to do it. I, I, I know they'll settle into a bit, a bit of a, you know, 10-minute to 15-minute to earn the right to play. But when there's opportunities, I really hope that they take it. And, and play positive football because I think it needs to be that style of football. They can't put the cue in that rack at times. I think they really have to exploit it a bit more, play expansive, use the wits of the field, be positive. Um, and I think that'll go a long way to, to pulling apart the, the Australian defensive patterns as well. Oh, mate, it's going to be a huge week for the Kiwis and hopefully yeah. Madge can find something to to inspire this team taking on Australia. Look, quickly before we let you go, sorry we haven't got so much time for yourself, Richie, but last week we spoke with your mate, Mike King, ahead of Gumboot Friday. How proud were you to see how much Kiwis got behind it this year? Mate, incredible. I was just fascinated by, mm. by every little person that came out 
no matter if it's three dollars or half a million dollars, every New Zealander put their hands in the pocket and they back something that is very dear to our hearts and so important to give free counselling to our children under 25 and they don't have to go through a crisis to get it. The smaller the problem, the better the problem. And I was just fascinated. I, I, I just thank New Zealanders for all their support they do and the continued support that they will provide. Have we got a total yet? Do you, do you have a total of what we've we raised oh, on Friday? I think it's I think it's hitting over a million. There's still a lot more. There's still a, a few events left from last night, and, and they continue on. So we'll get the number very shortly. But yeah, what can you say about New Zealanders? I think we're the best in in terms of charity uh, globally. So yeah, that's a good example of it, right? Beautiful, mate. We appreciate your time. Just quickly, can Samoa defy the odds and beat wow. England? Wow, Samoa. I never thought that would happen, right? And they've played dreadful football. They put it, they, they've turned it around. And, and like you say, with the Island Nations, anything's possible. Loved it. Yeah. Well done, Samoa. Anything's, anything's possible. Hopefully they can defy odds and upset the hosts, England. How good. Mate, appreciate your time. Richie Barnett, Talking League and Gumboot Friday. All the Kiwis coming together, raising some money for an unbelievable cause. Thank you so much, Richie. Cheers, brothers. Richie. Richie Barnett, Kiwis. Come on. Go find something. Come back. Cohesion. Execution. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, (laughs) eh? Find that magic. Come on. Please. Find that magic. Sprinkle some dust on us. Is the week long enough? Leota needs to start. That is from Doug, and there's a few more messages. We'll shoot off, and we'll come back and wrap up the hour, Kempi. Back shortly. Welcome back. Coming up, we've got Hanni Hiramia Smiler. She is a cross-code superstar. She plays for the Black Ferns, the Kiwi Ferns, in league and rugby. We're going to talk to her about the Black Ferns, that phenomenal performance against the French and the take on England this week. But we have right here on SCNZ a special edition of the Good Oil from 12pm tomorrow, live from Addington for New Zealand Cup Day. The boys will be running a special punters club and you'll get your chance to enter by listening for the code word we'll give out during Izzy and Kempi for breakfast tomorrow. So stay tuned throughout tomorrow's show. We'll give you a secret code, give you your chance to enter the punters club. Beautiful. And coming up on Mornings with Rick Doll, we got Jamie War out of Wales. We got Jacob Spoonley on the Phoenix. And we got Brandy talking all things Rugby League World Cup. So stay tuned throughout the day. Ricardo will bring you all the sport and latest reaction. But like I said, Black Ferns coming up after 8 o'clock. Honey, hit me a smiler. Plenty of messages there on the Temper Bedpost text machine. We'll get to those shortly. But a big hour ahead. Stay tuned. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Healthy Care Apple Cider Vinegar 120 Capsules is now $16.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 20%. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ.
Yes, Monday, 7th of November is in Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Louis is making his way down south to Cup Week. Ooh, and the team from the Guru will be live from Addington Raceway for New Zealand Cup Day tomorrow, 12 p.m. Stay tuned. Tomorrow morning we're giving you a code word and you could enter the Punters Club. How good would that be? And what I just got from the news, that's crazy. Michael Checker just coached Lebanon at the Rugby League World Cup and then went and coached Argentina to beat England <laughs> in England. <laughs> wow. Oh, that just puts in perspective how good he is. Old checks. Getting the job done, Kempe. Very good. Very Two different good. codes a week apart. Crazy. Yeah. He went from the back, Crazy. Block, back blocks of Warrington all the way down to Twickenham. <laughs> 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 Pole opposites, how good, eh? How good. Anyway, we're going to talk some Black Ferns. There's a message coming through uh, earlier on in the show. Absolutely enormous, our Black Fern. Wahine Toa. Happy to watch the French 10 shank it under pressure in the 78th minute. Big issue is our clean out at the ruck, is he? As we lost the ball time after time at the ruck. Canada showed a way to break England down. So if we clear out at the ruck, we have a huge chance as we are also held up three times over the line. Excited is an understatement. That is from Joe. Well, he's excited. I'm excited. Kempe's excited. The whole entire of New Zealand is excited. And I'm bet Honey Hitamia Smiler is excited. New Zealand was on the edge of their seats as Caroline Druin, Druin lined up the kick to send France to the World Cup final. But our Black Ferns got the job done, coming from behind to secure a spot in their home rugby World Cup grand final. Something that's what I was saying anyway. But Honey hit him here. Smiler was up and amongst the action at Eden Park last weekend and joins us on the phone now. Morena, honey. Oh, Morena Korua. Oh, Jesus, listening to that again gives me bloody heart palpitations. <laughs> oh man, I was losing it when Kennedy caught it. I was like, kick it, kick it. Oh no, run it. Oh, please just do something. Stay up. I was losing the plot. Mate. How were the nerves in those last few minutes, honey? Oh, crazy, crazy. I'll tell you what, in that moment, I was, I was sitting in the commentary box. I just put my mic down, put my, uh, I put my uh, hands in my head, and I thought, that was it. We're over. I looked at Ricky and Katie. I said, I'm out. I'm, don't, don't come to me. I've got nothing to say. Oh, I, was, I was losing losing my mind in there, so far out. What a what a result! What a result, eh, honey? Did you seriously during the week when all this conversation was around, we've got to get through France to get to England, did you think we had a chance actually getting through France? Because I know there were a few people sitting on the fence. Yeah, I look to be I was probably sitting on the fence. I was very nervous and I knew it was going to mm. be, you know, a close scoring game. So, I mean, because, you know, I think France have been strong throughout. But I've loved the way the Black Ferns have just continued to build throughout this World mm. Cup. And you could just see them really starting to express themselves, getting that confidence in match after match. But I knew this was going to be the only, the only really first up test match. So, um, 
Yeah, far out. It was, it was intense. It was great. It was a great test match. Rugby. One of the best games I've watched in years. Oh, one of the best games I've watched ever. I reckon, honey, I was just losing it at home. Absolutely loving what was all, what I was witnessing there, and the women's game as well, and truly alive. But for you, from from the start when we faced Australia, you talked about building the fudder. What 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 is the block that you've seen dramatic dramatic gains from the from the Black Ferns over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think just the cohesion and and then really understanding their, their own combinations and, and what they have to offer that, I suppose, you know, the, the team. And I, I definitely mm. think, you know, we're, we're built specifically in our pack. You know, they've always been a little bit underdone and that's probably where mm. the most of the nerves come from, from the supporters. Um, but you've seen that. And, like, really in the likes of our young guns coming through, that young Maya uh, Kailani Kawana Ruse, you know, she, she's been outstanding. Oh, yeah. Liana McKinley, you know, those young ones coming through and coming through with just that real mongrel and aggression is what I've loved to see. And I think Smithy's got the mix right, you know, with his starting lot. And then he brings on the likes of uh, Mother, um, Crystal Murray and Santo Toma to, to come and tie She that, was so tie, good. You know, tie out the job and, oh, they're, they're just coming in with massive impact. You know, Luca Connor, they just bring that next level and that edge. And that, and that aggression that you need to tie out, you know, specifically these Northern Hemisphere teams, that, that's, that they're 80-minute players, you know, and they, they're willing to go mm. right down to that last minute, as we've seen um, so often in the past. So I, I say this all cautiously as the French team walk past me. That's going to be You can scream it out if you want. Hey, honey, <laughs> this, um, you know, about 12 months ago you wouldn't have – given um, our Black Ferns a chance and then all of a sudden Wayne Smith, the changes that have been made uh, have sort of got them up and you're just talking about Wayne Smith and, and the decisions that he's made around his selections and, and putting people on at the right times. What do you think has been the major change within that coaching structure that, is, that has actually made the difference? Oh, I think, you know, to, to be honest, I can see the influence, influence of Wayne, Whitney, uh, Alan Bunting mm. going in there and just giving the girls the belief and then letting them have, take control of it. I feel like too often we've had coaches uh, come into the women's space and feel like they have to do it all. And, and um, But actually we've got enough leaders, a vast amount of rugby smarts within that group, group to actually let them take the ownership and let them run with it. And, and he's, he's instilled that belief in them and then just almost just handed it over and said, here, look, you know, here's some of my magic moments and my my magician moves that he comes out with, and then he's just let them go and express themselves. And, and that's what I've seen is there's this real belief in amongst the group um, that, you know, that they can actually take this. And it's, it's not been about one person throughout this. Often you, you go into certain campaigns and it can be all revolved around one mastermind or a couple of players or your seven superstars, but that doesn't seem to be the case. In this situation, it feels like it's a complete unit and they're all going in the right direction and, and that's what you need. And just be, you know, catching up with a few of the girls yesterday, you can just feel it, like whether they're making the 23 or not, they don't care. You know, they're in there and they're just um, just, just backing each other and that's, that's what makes really strong teams, right? 
I'm just loving the authenticity that the the ladies are showing each week. They're so proud and, and you know, they're really honoured to be in a situation and, you, and it just oozes out of them. I'm so, I'm loving it. Loving every single moment. But everything doesn't have, it's not all smooth sailing for our Black Ferns and there would have been a lot of lessons learnt on the weekend. So for those for those things that, that they can probably change and, and tidy up this week, taking on an English side that won't, yeah, you know, give them any room to breathe. Well, what are they, honey? Yeah, oh, look, I just um, think it's going to be, you know, leading into this England match, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a full-on, and I don't think they change much on what they're doing. Mm. They've obviously got to tidy up that breakdown area and, and just get, get their cleaners in there faster. I mean, you know, yeah. they're like France and their masters in and around the area, so, um, and, and they paid for it, thank you. Um, but I think, you know, if we can if we can sort out that area and then I, I just mm. felt like we probably played a little bit flat, a little bit lateral. I maybe need to take mm. a step back because England will bring a very similar defence style uh, as France did. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, your finest footy, anything goes, really. <laughs> just keep going, keep going. Oh, I touched on it earlier in the show. I said, look, they don't kick it much, maybe because they just can't kick, so they're just going to run at everything. Do you, do you expect them to see a bit more of a kicking game or just same, same? Um, yeah, look, I think that if they can, um, you know, I, I don't think we've seen much of their kicking game in terms of our <laughs> New Zealand girls. Sorry, but yeah, but they've they've got it in them, you know. They definitely got it in them, so they can, so they can. Um, Ruahe showed in, the, in that quarter final. She's got a pretty decent long kicking game. Kendra's always, you know, expert with those box kicks. So, and you got Renee Holmes at the back there. She's a real safety guard for us. So, nah, I think I think we'll, we should sort it all out. And what about the threats Beautiful. from this English side? Um, Mids will def- ha- definitely have them up, the coach, Simon Middleton. But where does their major threat come from, do you think, after seeing the girls play on the weekend? Oh, look, up front, you know, they're, they're pretty tough. And and also the, in the midfield too, you've got Emily Scarrett in there. She, she really stepped up uh, in that Canada game. I think she was probably made, she was the difference in some of those key moments um, up against Canada. So, um, but you know, then you flip it over and you look at our midfield and, and the likes of Fitzpatrick and, and Stacey Tula. I mean, it's been, been unbreakable, really. So, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to pick any one area because there's just been, you know, there's just talent right across it. Well, honey, you've done it all. You're a boxer. You're a you're a cross code superstar. You probably play a bit of cricket, bit of golf. What do you think of the Kiwi Ferns' performance this morning, taking on the Cook Islands? Yeah, they built nicely. Uh, it was a bit of a slow start for our Kiwi friends. Um, but, you know, yep. uh, the Cooks are, are a quality outfit too. You know, they've got a few uh, New Zealand-based players in there, a, a few relations, you know, going across with the, with uh, Crystal Rota and, and Anissa's on the other side there. Um, but, yeah, once they sort of found their feet, they, they got stuck in. Uh, I think Racing, McGregor, you know, having another outstanding game, getting player of the match. Uh, you know, setting up a few and bagging a few and, and bombing a few, actually. <laughs> she gave a pretty bad... Uh, Dummy there, work for the first two tries and work for the last. But uh, well, you know they're, they're building nicely. They've obviously got Australia coming up this week in their pool play, so that'll be an, another big test for them. But uh, yeah, no, they, they look like they're, they're starting to uh, really um, figure out their combinations as well and come together. Oh, beautiful, honey. Well, keep up the great walk, work. You're doing a fantastic call every single week. Uh, we appreciate your time this morning. No doubt you'll be a little bit slow. Were you out and about last night? Were you? Oh, you know, just just enjoying uh, my day off. <laughs> <laughs>
Mate, that was a big night Saturday. What did you have, two hours sleep before you got into the All Blacks bloody build-up? Yeah, two and a half, you know, just, just eased off on the makeup and then got, got an extra half an hour there, so... <laughs> awesome, mate. You're, you're as busy as anything. We appreciate your time this morning on SCNZ. Thanks so much, honey. Hit me a smiler. Uh, go there. Go to the Black Ferns this week. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. There she is, honey. Man, do you, you see a box, bro? <laughs> yeah, mate. I actually felt, oh. I felt sorry for um, the opponent, opponent, actually. Tegan. Tegan, the My FM host. Yeah, uh, yeah I, knew, I knew where Honey was coming from. Um, and, yeah, that one that one was a mile off. You could see that from mm. a mile off. So not only box, like she's she's a gun, mate. I, call, I used to call her um, Money Bull. That was, mm. you know, honey, instead of Honey, I was, you know, she was like the Sunny Bill. Of rugby league, mm. like you throw the throw the football, and she could play, mate. You know, yeah, very very good. Yeah, she's a baller. She's an absolute baller. But she gave some great insights. And yeah, that ruck era, which Joe alluded to earlier on, is is pretty key. That's where it's they were doing be a lot of loss, definitely. Yeah, because they're doing a lot of pick and goes around the ruck, mm. and they're trying to you know encourage take their own take them on to their own game, and and they did it really well. But they got a little bit isolated and individual quite a few times here, the Black Ferns, and then obviously a lot of turnovers from the from the French, which um, you can't do against England. So Canada showed the way. Can uh, the key uh, the Black Ferns follow suit and get the job done? It was uh, a great chat with uh, Honey hitting me a smile. Get behind the Black Ferns this week. We're going to build this week, and we're going to talk about it all week. And uh, just really pump them up because uh, that's what we should do. That's what we should do. Quick question for you, Kempi. Hey, guys, great show. Do you think Samoa can get up and take revenge on England? Yeah, I do. That is from Jamie from Wanaka. I I absolutely do. Now that they've beaten Tonga, I think um, Jesus steeled themselves for this one. You know what I mean? And to have the motivation, mm. they now they've got they've got a, a chance of redemption. So it's going to be tough, England on on home soil. Uh, but this game against Tonga, it's got them ready, 100%. Oh, I hope so. I Battle hope so. Jerome Luai. Battle of the Fords, Jerome Luai. They've just got to upset them. Can't let England get into their game, building pressure, momentum, get into the sets of the six. If you think about chaos, playing at chaos, that's what they need to do. Play the – that's what Fiji did. And I touched on it last week, Kempe, with the Fiji taking on the Kiwis. You know how they play that really expensive, offloading, ball and play, just a real physical, um, direct game? They did that, and they really surprised them, eh? Yeah, well, that's what happens in Test Football, eh? If you, if you let uh, players get away with that more, I, I guess, expressive approach, it generally throws a spanner in the works, you know? So mm. – at the at the semi stages, that's what can happen, you know. Yep. If you if you come out and you're you know everything sort of clicks for you because you're giving it a crack, before you know it, you're twelve points behind, and that's what the, that's where the Kiwis found themselves on the weekend. I actually thought the Fijians sort of shut up shop there. There was a twenty minute twenty minute period in the second half where they just couldn't get themselves back into the game, and and that's probably where they lost it. The Kiwis got back to to level footing, and then they just never had any energy in the back end of that. Uh, um, game to get to get them themselves home but you know they can, they just can't afford to do that against the Australians that's that's mm. the that's the difference the Aussies have skill and talent right across that line so um real interesting Nathan Cleary getting the nod over Daly Cherry Evans um big week for him this is a big one yeah. for him
big week. Be a battle of the halves. Uh, Hughes taking on Cleary. That's going to be a mouth-watering matchup. And get this one, Kempi, before we shoot off. Michael Checker, next Australian cricket coach. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he, he can coach anything. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he was unreal, eh? I can't... I just, when Aroha delivered that news, it just really sprung to mind. He was just coaching Lebanon, and then he's gone and coached Argentina to beat England. What, oh, a, what, a, what a chalk and cheese scenario. Mm. Lebanon... Mm. Against Australia in a, in, a, in a small stadium, no one there, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Argentina against England at Twickenham. Yeah, he's 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 obviously quite quite a good dude, mate. You know what I mean? If he can yeah. if he can jump ships quite easily, that just shows the head coaching role is more about inspiring, motivating a real team connection and a culture driven kind of role, mm. whereas. Because you've got a lot of assistants un- under you that do a lot of the hands-on coaching, technical, tactical side of it, which is, um, and that just, well, paints it. He, paints must, it have come, space, he really. must have come in and delivered one hell of a speech because yeah. he wasn't there all week, <laughs> you know? You're, so he's had to no, talk to them before the game and at half time, and he's got them home. Yeah, and now they'll be eating lots of steak, drinking lots of red wine, enjoying that moment, taking on England and beating England, Eddie Jones, in their own backyard. Anyway, that was Honey Hit Me a Smiler. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with some TAB chat. Yes, welcome back. We're going to hear from uh, Paulie Moati and get an update of what kind of state he's in. How are you, Paulie? Yeah, good morning, boys. Are you all right? Uh, I'm not 100% to be fair. Oh, you're a little bit crock. Well, yeah, we did have a bit of a celebration last night, so... Um, <laughs> just, fair just enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, my friend. Well, well, we'll let you go for it so you can get off and go back to bed. What do you got for us <laughs> today, Paulie Moate? Um, well, let's have a look. It's, of course, New Zealand Trotting Cup tomorrow... Um, and the market is out, and um, we have a favourite. Copy that. Ooh, now $3.80, copy that. Um, we've had a bit of money for a rock and roll do, the Australian. $6 into $5. Um, on the third line of betting, Akuta, now $7, and self-assured, uh, fairly solid at $8. So it's a pretty wide-open New Zealand trotting cup, um, and there's been money for pretty much um, every single runner in the market, but towards the top of the market, that's where most of the action has been. Copy that, the favourite at 380, and the Australian rock and roll do $5 has seen money. Um, I'm also having a look. Yeah. We've got we've got a few uh, promotions going on. We've got um, on the UFC 281. Um, just mm. bet on the Kiwis and get in their corner. So place a pre-match head-to-head bet on either Oldberg, Riddell, Hooker, or Adesanya in UFC 281. And if your bet misses, we'll refund you up to $50 as a bonus bet. Head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's for that. And we've also got a promotion on uh, punters to win one of $500 Uf, uh, one of 500 UFC 281 pay-per-view passes so you can watch the UFC 281. Um, just place a bet on uh, the UFC 281 before Thursday the 10th of November 
and go in the draw to win one of those 500 pay-per-view passes for UFC 281. So we're getting in behind the Kiwis over there. Neeps is jumping out of the skin here, Paulie. Neeps is a mad (laughs) UFC Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Israel Atosan taking on Parada. That's going to be a huge, huge fight. Looking forward to watching that. And I'm going to be in similar state to you on Sunday. A big week for the TAB Cup week, Paulie. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It's it, and the New Zealand Trotting the Trotting Cup is the second biggest uh, race uh, on the calendar after the Melbourne Cup for us. Right. Punters just get stuck in. They love the New Zealand Trotting Cup. So it'll be a big, big day tomorrow. I'm hoping they have some good weather down your way, uh, Izzy, and uh, hoping you can get out there um, and back a few winners. Also got the Black Ferns <laughs> odds out as well for the final. They are $2.50 yep. outsiders, the Black Ferns. England, $1.47. Uh, we've had money for both sides at this stage. And in the Rugby League World Cup, semifinals are out. Uh, the Kangaroos, $1.21. Kiwis four dollars and ten cents. The other one, England a dollar thirty. Samoa three dollars and thirty cents. Oh, Kiwi Samoa multi. Hey, what do you reckon? <laughs> Kiwi Samoa final. How good would that be? <laughs> that would be huge. Paulie Mwadi, we'll let you go. Are you coming down this week or nah? No, they've locked me up this week. Uh, I'll be here. <laughs> so you enjoy yourself. All good, brother. I won't go as hard as you by the sound of it, mate. Appreciate your time. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it up. Go rest up, my mate, and uh, we'll chat to you tomorrow. Appreciate it, Paulie. Cheers, boys. There there, there is Paulie Moati giving us an update of this week. Yep, cup day tomorrow, and a message has come through. Hi, guys. Greetings from the sunny Mochoeka. Great to tune in from the Mot. Is the station going to be broadcasting the commentary of the races tomorrow? Cheers, Scott. I assume so. I assume so. We've got the good all coming through from um, from Addington Raceway and Louis McGee. They'll be leading you in throughout the morning and keeping you up to date. So I assume so. I'm not 100%. I'll go away and I'll find out if they are uh, going to run the commentary for all the races tomorrow. I hope so because it's going to be a hell of a day. Anyway, we'll shoot off and we'll come back with Joe, Choices Flooring Poll Result. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven to nine, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Boys, Louis is waiting in the wing to reclaim his spot as the third-string host on the show. After you, boys, uh, for the I love race update. Before, be- no, it- <laughs> but before we get to <laughs> him, we got the choices flooring update. Um, all right, boys. The question was, which team is the biggest underdog for their World Cup? You could vote on the SEN app. And the winner is the Black Caps with 33%. A close one, though. Black Ferns at 25 and Kiwis at 29%. Most people think that Kiwi Ferns have got the easiest road to the um, World Cup, which, Kimmy, do you agree with? I mean, it's the, the Aussies are going to be tough, aren't they, to overcome? Oh, I don't know why they're thinking that. I don't think they're... Uh, if they get past the Aussies, they're a dead-set chance of winning it. But, mate, this weekend, everyone who knows rugby league knows it's about the semi-final. And to get past the Aussies... Tough ask. On fire, the Aussies. There you go. And you know who knows a thing or two about rugby league, but more so about racing, is Louis Herman Watt. How you going, Louis? Gee whiz, Joe gets some airtime on Mondays, doesn't he? 
He does. He does. We, we're a team here, and we've we've bought Joe, and he's doing his other job. Louis Herman, what? How? What kind of mood you in today? You yapping about? Where are you? What you doing? What he got for us? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm uh, at the airport again, like where I seem to always be when I chat to you. If I'm not there, and I'm just crowded in the corner <laughs> waiting to board my flight to the beautiful Garden City. Um, I was just watching Mick and Gregor Connor's box seat. Uh, New Zealand Cup preview show and the Fizz is building. So many people here with their suit bags and heading down. Remember last year, boys, Cup Week had no no people. It was behind closed doors, right? The racing went ahead, but you know what sort of party it is. You know what it means to the for the region. Cup and Show Week across the board for the rural communities. They all come. They all flock to New Zealand. Uh, flock, flock to Christchurch and. Like, there's a real kind of palpable excitement about this week. We bounced out of the Flemington Carnival where we saw champions of the turf go around. And then this week, we're going to make our own champ here in New Zealand. You've got the New Zealand Trotting Cup on Tuesday. We'll be there with the good oil. Mick Guerin, myself, Seth and Clado running a show right throughout the day. We'll take in all the races. Wednesday, I'll go to Rickerton for the Copeland's Bakery Milder, the Copeland's Bakery Milder, I should say, uh, at Rickerton, which is always an absolute ripper. And I'll be updating you throughout the day there. Uh, Friday or Thursday at the Greyhound, New Zealand Greyhound Cup, which is an absolute ripper event every week, at, every year at Eddington. Then Friday, of course, back to Eddington for the Dominion and the free-for-all with the Pacers and Trotters. And then Saturday, the New Zealand Galloping Cup and the Thousand Guineas where Legato just looks like she might announce herself as a Group 1 star in New Zealand. I can't wait, lads. There's so much. Oh, you're going to lose it tomorrow, mate. And you've got a little bit of a set-up there. 12pm, the good all, mate. What's this punters club you got going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to run a punters club, um, just like we do on Saturday. So tomorrow morning, lads, so I'll be dialed in with you guys. We'll be out of Christchurch. We're going to give away a code word, like we do on Saturday mornings. And then, essentially, we'll get people to text, and we'll take 20 punters with us on a journey. With a thousand dollars from the TAB, and we'll punt it. We'll get Mickey Gear and he'll be dialed in like he always is, tipping a storm. And hopefully, we can divvy out a profit twenty punters at the end of the New Zealand Cup at Eddington. Um, so we're going to think long and hard about your code word for tomorrow, lads. We want something nice and creative. And um, I reckon we're going to do some cut coverage on the show tomorrow. Maybe Zach Butcher, Old Town Road. Mm. I love Old Town Road, and Zach Butcher's a good guy. So maybe we'll, we'll dial him in or a couple of different guests tomorrow morning just to build the hype. And um, I was just thinking in the Uber out to the airport, how busy this week is. Like, Black Caps <laughs> Wednesday, Kiwis, All Blacks, Barbarians, and then Cup Week, and, of course, the Black Ferns. It's just off its head, isn't it? <laughs> it is so good. So good. This is the, the best week in Christchurch. Louis, you enjoy your time. You travel safe, and we'll see you down here Tomorrow, I'm going to go tune up Sam Weatherly, Josh Parr, and Lee Thinnis after this at golf. They might be a bit slow, because I missed them last night. They are at the Casa, so <laughs> see what kind of state those lads are in this morning, brother. But I uh, appreciate it. That's <laughs> so good. They'll be right off. Yeah, they'll be right off. I'll take their money easily. But uh, appreciate it, mate. Have a good tri- trip down, and we'll see you soon. All right, see you, boys. Bye. Just on that, Kempi, Sam Weatherly, Darren Weatherly, we had them on last year, prayer. How good was that? What a tough win mm, from have, McNabb on top. Shouldn't have won. Yeah. Had to do it real tough and got it done, mate. And uh, I can understand why they were in a bit of a state this morning because that was a hell of a Guineas win. Oh, yeah. No, nah, that's, that's a tough horse. 
you know, three wide the trip, should never have won and just dug in and got the job done. So, Mark, couldn't think of a, a, uh, a better crew to get it to. You know, they love racing, support racing. And, yep. mate, it's, it's, they're not easy to come by, those group ones. So that's why, that's why they're going to be a bit dusty when they sit, sit with you this morning. They're still celebrating. Well, their pockets. His pockets will be full, so I'll be making sure I put on a wee wager because <laughs> hopefully they're a little bit slow and I'll be taking a bit of that stakes money from Sam Weatherly this morning. And great to see Josh Parr in the country riding for Tiako there and, uh, yeah, one of our uh, fine jockeys from across uh, the ditch there back in New Zealand racing. So, so, so good. And on racing, who got on rocking horse? Any of yours? I know a couple of yous have texted through and, and got on rocking horse. A $24 shot. That one, the sprint race, beating Nature Strip, Levante, Giga Kick. Who got on? Well, guess what? Sam Williams, Katrina Williams, owners, Little Avondale. Well, he's coming up. Sammy Williams will be up and about because we spoke to him last, uh, last year when they won the New Market Group 1 sprint. Rockin' Horse paying 100 bucks and got that Group 1. Well, it ain't no fluke when you go back-to-back back and you do it twice against the best horses in the world, and uh, well, Sammy Williams and Rockin' Horse got the job done. So, Sammy Williams coming up after this back soon. Oh, how good was this? It was only last week that I was at Flemington watching my horse Pango race on Derby Day. There was plenty on the line, but not nearly as much as there was for Sam Williams and his wife Katrina as their mere Rockin' Horse lined up for the three million champion sprint race on Saturday, and boy, did she deliver! Front page, Lofty strike together with Nature Strip. They were followed by Rockin' Horse and Rothfire. And back in the field on the outside, Levante. Nature Strip with plenty of challenges. Lofty strike, front page, Rockin' Horse. Nature Strip's going to have to lift. Rockin' Horse, the centre just in front of Nature Strip. Rockin' Horse. Rockin' Horse has won it from Nature Strip. Boy, oh boy, what a feeling that must be. The man of the moment, Sammy Williams from Little Avondale Start is on the line with us now. Morning to you, Sammy. Those pockets are full, aren't they? Morning, Izzy. I've got a grin from friggin' ear to ear, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, you, you can't you can't watch that race um, you know, enough times. I tell you what, it was just phenomenal. Look, the whole day, oh. you, you got there, and it was the excitement of actually being part of the day. You know, you're up against the world's best, and, mm. and the quality of horses lined up across those Group 1 races was phenomenal. So it was just exciting to be part of. But, mate, when she started coming at, at Nature Strip, <laughs> I was going, oh, bullshit. Oh, no, go, girl. <laughs> Unfortunately, someone caught by emotions on TV, too, So which is... Yeah, Nigel Tiley rang me this morning and he said, mate, we were watching you riding here and I thought, shit, I put too much weight on her back. <laughs> hey, Sammy, well done, mate. Congratulations. Well, they, they've put that one to bed. The first one, the new market, wasn't a fluke. And you, you're dead right about that field. Giga kick, nature strip, but what about rocking horse, mate? How happy that you that, that are you that no one bought her in the first place and you get to win all this, <laughs> this money with her? <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, um, yeah, good morning to you. Yeah, look, it's um, it's been uh, quite a ride, really, you know, for the owners, the syndicate that we've put together in here. We actually syndicated three fillies that year, and uh, all three of them won on debut. And the one that I, I struggled to fill was actually Rockin' Horse, and so I only got 30% of it done. So, um, And it's all on a lease syndicate, so I'll take Rockin' 50. Horse should come... 
<laughs> but yes, he's going to come back to the farm and, and entirely back to the farm as a broodmare. So yeah, but um, look, we're enjoying the ride while it's lasting at the moment. That's for sure. Mate, what was what was the feeling like leading into that race? You, you obviously had a chance, but a genuine chance. Like everyone looked past. Obviously, Levante was the big one coming from New Zealand, and everyone, you know, hundred to one odds in, in the New Market Group One. You think, oh, maybe it was just one of those races. But what, what was the lead up like for yourself and Katrina? Oh, look, as I said, you know, we went down, um, we arrived on course, and we went there by train and. And uh, shot down to see the mare in the stores, and she was being as cranky as can be in the stores, and she's, you know, pig rooting and double barreling, and uh, and every time the groom left her, she'd get really shitty, and then he brought her over to us, and she was happy as Larry, and I took a couple of photos, she's sniffing the roses and went for a walk. They put her back in the stores, and he literally flipped her up, and he went to go next door, and she got all shitty again. I thought, oh, crikey, she's in a good mood. So, I mean, she looked absolutely magnificent. A couple of people said she was like that on Newmarket Day. I think the big genius stroke was, you know, the Manicato, the, the thunder and lightning that night when the races got cancelled. She got really stirred up. And the next morning, Mike rang me and, and they'd had a fair bit of rain. And we discussed it. And I said, you know, how is she? Is she still on, in, on edge? And he said, mate, she hardly ate up. And I said, look, let's scratch, you know. There's no point running. Let's wait for the Dali because you don't want to go into the Dali, you know, not not completely 100%. So I think that was the genius stroke. But her form down the straight, she's had four starts down the straight now for two wins, two seconds. She loves the straight. And look, we were hoping if she could run in the money, that'd be great. But geez, to bring home all the money and beat the world's best, <laughs> holy hell. <laughs> Running the money, she's. I tell you what, she ain't getting twenty four dollars again. No one's getting twenty four bucks oh, no. again. Rock and horse comes on. Hey, Sammy, is this a is this a real shot across the bow for the for the people that want to get into racing? That you know that the 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 people that don't get talked about. You know, you look at Jamie Mott. No one talked about Jamie Mott. It was J Mac no. all week. You know what I mean? It was about Nature Strip. It was about Giga Kick. And then all of a sudden, Rocket Horse. No one mentioned Little Avondale, yourself and Katrina. Is this a shot across the bow and a, and a massive, um, I guess, pat on the back for all the, the people that don't get mentioned? Oh, look, I, I think, um, um, you know, racing, it doesn't matter where they come from. You know, otherwise, Sheikh Mohammed Dali would own all the best horses in the world, wouldn't they? Um, so, you know, we, we all walks of life, we've seen so many different people in the ownership of these horses. One thing I will say, though, Kempi, is that the New Zealand product, no matter if it's human or horse flesh, the, 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 the equine beast himself, the jockey, the trainer, how well have they performed in Australia this year and over this carnival and if it's not the Kiwis beating the Aussies up, it's the Europeans beating them. Mm, how good. <laughs> how good. Oh, mate. It must be just an unbelievable feeling for yourself and your wife. And I, I watched it on TV and I could just see the emotions you were up and about. must have been a hell of a night, was it? It was. Actually, the first thing I um, I realised after the race, after I gave Katrina a hug, I thought, shit, I hope I haven't broken a neck for a third time. <laughs> 
That was so good. I loved it. I loved it, mate. We're all proud of you back here. And a couple of punters got on. I backed Rockin' Horse 20 each way as he won the new market back in March. He could win the new market again next year. Remember to get on. Another winner soon. What is next for Rockin' Horse? Going to come and have a wee spell? Actually, um, yeah, look, more than likely she'll go to the paddock, um, Izzy. And um, the plan was always to the Dali would be the last race of this campaign and uh, see, obviously, how she finishes this campaign before we embark on an autumn campaign. You know, once she's a broodmare, she's a broodmare for the rest of her life. Um, so I uh, haven't spoken to Mike yet this morning, but, um, look, hopefully in the autumn she'll be back and uh, go from there. But she deserves a, a well-earned well rest in the paddock. Well, if you've got any more rocking horses and no one wants it, you know where to go, mate. You just give us a wee call. And uh, me and Kempi will have a wee little dabble each way on that one, brother. Well done. Congratulations, Sammy. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Izzy. Thanks, Kempi. I tell you what, I think there's going to be a bit of a party here for the next week. <laughs> go hard. Go hard, Sammy. Party hard. Yeah, you've enjoyed it, mate. You've earned it. Well done. Sammy Williams, Little Avondale start his wife, Katrina, and then Mayor Rockin' Horse getting the job done on the weekend, the champion sprint race. Three million bucks. How good is that? Yeah, that ain't no fluke now. Back to back group ones for Rockin' Horse. How good? How good is it getting paid? Twenty four dollars? No chance next time, Kimpy. No way. No favourite. Chance. Just <laughs> favourite. Honestly, no, there's oh. no more 20s. There's no more double figures. How do I look past it, Kimpy? Oh, I back Levante and Giga Kick. Yeah, that's right. I'm over us. Yeah, that's... <laughs> no, you're not. You'll go again. I am, mate. Tell you what, get it all back You'll tomorrow. go again, but I suck at bunting. Honestly, I'm over it. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back and wrap up the hour. There's some great messages to be had. And Rick Dog, he's got a big show ahead. Back soon. Yes, welcome back. Big show. And uh, we've got a few messages there, but we'll hear from Ricardo. He's got a big show coming up as well because the Phoenix, well, they're back on the board. they got to stay smashed at yesterday. 4-1 win at home. And Wellington, Ricardo, how are you? Yeah, good. Is he you, bro? Yeah, good, brother. Good, brother. you got a big show. you got Jamie War out of Wales. you got Jacob Spoonley on talking the Phoenix and Brandy talking Rugby League World Cup, mate. So big show for yourself? Yeah, mate. Massive show. Massive show. We're just, uh, we're just trying to uh, touch base with Jamie. Actually, that might be a bit touch and go, that one. But we'll, we'll, we'll have someone talking rugby. As if your phone goes at five past nine and it's me, you know why? Because <laughs> yeah. Jamie's not yeah, picking up. Give me a call, mate. I'll, I'll stay on for you. If, I, if he doesn't pick up, I'll, I'll come on and, and add my little punch because I've got plenty to say about those boys. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Is, uh, is Aaron Smith back? Back to his best? Wound back the clock. Well, well mate, he, he, well, the running game that's been a bit non-existent and obviously TJ Pedernada's just been recalled, taking uh, Brad Weber's place. So maybe they've seen something. How good was that All Blacks 15? Sean Stevenson. He has to be knocking Sean on the door, surely. Gun, mate. Oh, mate, I can't wait for him to see him running around in a Dolphins jersey next year. Is he? It's going to be great. Yeah, mate, appreciate <laughs> it. I'll stay on, Ricardo, if you need me. Thank I'm you, here brother. for you. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. Kakite ano. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.